Hey, hey, welcome everybody to episode four of Grabbing Life by the Horns. I'm Mr. Marine. I'm Mr. Villa. He's right there. Yeah. I feel like we're we're hitting our stride now with episode four, which is really exciting. And I feel like we're getting a lot of listeners. And um, we have a special guest on with us today. Her name is Katie Johnson. She is an alumnus of Granada, class of 2016. Form, former cheerleader, <laughs> former pole vaulter, my former student. Yes. And now teacher. Math teacher at Granada for the last two years. So welcome, Katie. How are you? I'm good. This is so fun. I'm really excited. I've been looking forward to it all week. Good. No, we're really excited to have you too. And uh, yeah, go math, right? Math teachers here. Math teachers unite. Let's yeah, do this. But math, so. math is better than English. Okay, so I'm already getting ganged up on. This is great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what happens when you invite us on the show. Um, well, JD, how you doing? How you doing this week? Uh, life is good. Life has been busy. That I mean, you know the life being a teacher, especially in today's day and age, just things are crazy. And then on top of it with our kids and st- starting youth sports and things like that. So uh, yeah, time has been just, whew, I'm tired at the end of the day. But, uh, you know, I-, I always love this segment, things that have impressed me. Uh, I- I'm actually going to go ahead and start off today with uh, with uh, cards. And when I say cards, I'm talking like playing cards. Um, I'm trying to teach my kids how to play certain games of uh, ca- with cards. So, I mean, most people think of cards, they think of like poker or blackjack, but there's all sorts of games that are out there that I played growing up. And I'm not sure if, if you guys ever played like Speed. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Uh, Speed's a fantastic game. Um, we, we had a game called, and it's called uh, like Egyptian Rat Screw is like the name that was popularized like when I was younger. Um, that sounds awful it's i don't know who came up with the name someone's like oh you're playing egyptian rescue i was like i guess that's what i'm playing we called it jacks i like the name i prefer the name jacks but um so card games and trying to teach my kids how to play and that's just been a ton of fun so uh, bringing me back to nostalgic i played a ton of cards games and so i'm starting to bring it back so what has impressed me right now is a deck of cards and playing card games that's amazing Mm -hmm. um what's impressed me this week is you everyone knows i'm a vikings fan I was getting really worried about um, the potential of hiring Coach Harbaugh from Michigan. <laughs> I, I think he's a little weird, and I think he's a little too intense for our team. Uh, we went with a different direction. We got Coach O'Connell from the Rams. He hasn't signed yet, um, so hopefully he will do that after the Super Bowl. But we're excited to have Coach O'Connell come in and lead our team. Maybe we will finally win a Super Bowl. Who knows? But I am impressed with that decision because I was worried about Harbaugh. He's just too weird for me. You were really worried about it. And, uh, you know, speaking as a, just a Bay Area sports fan who's been he, – he was head coach at Stanford, head coach for the 49ers. Um, he was not even head coach at San Diego State down there, so still in California. But, man, man he brings success to programs for a couple of years. So – and in the, in the NFL – And your Vikings could probably use that. Oh, shots fired. Yes. I'm so glad to have you on the show, Katie. <laughs> so glad to have you. Um, what has impressed you this week, Katie? This is probably one of the most trivial answers you could probably find, but the Starbucks cinnamon coffee cakes have been impressing me. Cinnamon coffee cakes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are like the uh, crumble cinnamon coffee cake from Starbucks. And let me tell you, it gets me out of bed like three days a week because I get to have the coffee cake. Oh, I was wow. just about to ask you how many times we have in this crumble cake. Well, this week, I'm only on my second, but I'm planning to get it tomorrow. So Okay. So that would three. be three. Yeah. And then the weekend? Mm, yeah, you know what? It's actually my birthday on Saturday. Oh, so, I didn't know that. Well, happy, happy birthday. birthday. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. And how old are we? Uh, I'll be turning a big whopping 24. Oh, two four. <laughs> <laughs> I remember those days. <laughs> I, I don't. Where you you woke up and <laughs> you woke up and nothing hurt. Everything felt great. Okay. Well, happy birthday on Sunday. You said Saturday. Saturday. Yes. Saturday. Okay. So are we gonna do anything for celebration of that, or just uh, just just hanging out with some friends and family, maybe? Yeah. Literally nothing. Normally, I'm like a big let's go somewhere type of person, but that did not quite happen this week. So no, nothing. Just hanging out with friends. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Those are my favorite birthday celebrations. Um, so the crumble coffee cake, uh, underwhelmed, underwhelmed, JD, what do we got? You know what? I don't know if I really have anything this week. I think I've just been so tired that I really haven't had the time to think about it and just go through it. My life has been part of a routine lately. So I just kind of wake up, I get through it in the morning, I get to school, 
I do my after school stuff, and then I go to bed. But <laughs> as I really just say that, if if I did have to say one thing, uh, I'd probably just say um, my animals right now. So my my dog specifically, uh, he was. Uh, we had some construction done at the house, and so while the construction was on, he was actually staying with my in laws, okay. and uh, he uh, got trained to the point with my in laws, like total Pavlov's dog, where uh, anytime a little notification would go off on a phone, it's uh, it was like for this uh, security system that uh, my in laws have, and so any sort of notification, he knew like somebody would be at the door. Well, now he's back at our house, and so anytime I get a notification on my phone, he thinks that there's somebody's at the door, and he'll bark and, like, run up to the door. Oh, my God. And so it'll be, like, 11 o'clock at night, and I'm, like, getting ready to go to bed, and then all of a sudden I just hear this, and I'm like, oh, I just want to shoot my dog. I'm joking. I would not do that. I love my dog. But my dog has underwhelmed me this week since we've had him back. Well, I mean, when we're talking about your your pets, your animals, I, I immediately thought about your cat. Uh, I, I don't like your cat. I think it's pretty well known I don't like your cat. I think it's very well known that my cat doesn't like you. <laughs> so I also think cats are just not that great of animals altogether. No, there's nothing, They don't really give a lot, you know? No redeeming quality to a cat. I couldn't agree more, honestly. <laughs> I... <laughs> okay, so, so <laughs> my underwhelming thing, it, this is going to sound ridiculous, but February 2nd is Groundhog's Day. Great holiday. And the groundhog comes out, and if the groundhog sees its shadow, then six more weeks of winter. If it doesn't, then we're looking for our early spring. I'm underwhelmed with Groundhog's Day in general. <laughs> the, the, whole, the whole event could be so much better. You have all these guys dressed up in these old suits and top hats, and they bring the groundhog out, and then that's it. Like, the groundhog looks at its, at its shadow, or doesn't, and then the people in the top hats go, ha, huzzah, and that's it. I don't even think I've ever watched a Groundhog Day ceremony. Is that is it live stream? Uh, yes. It probably is nowadays. Yes. I can't say that I've had. My only experience with Groundhog Day is the movie Groundhog Day with oh, Hillary, yeah. which is phenomenal, by the way. If you have oh, yet I'm, to check, if you have yet to check out the movie, you got to check it out. I'm impressed with the movie, yeah, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like more could be done. The Groundhog could do a song and dance. The Groundhog could be in its own <laughs> outfit. With a top hat. The groundhog could do more. And I feel like the people who run the event are just not living up to what, what they could really actually do with it. So, yeah. underwhelmed with Groundhog's Day. Yeah. Um, I'm underwhelmed completely by the wind, and I hate it. The wind, <laughs> let's just think about this for a second. The wind could possibly be the worst weather, the type of weather ever. Oh, it could I- be the most beautiful day, but then it's windy. Day is ruined. Like, it's no longer a beautiful day out. <laughs> it was so windy yesterday that I... Literally didn't go to the bathroom in between passing periods because I didn't want to go into the wind. <laughs> I would agree with you. It, it, it is my least favorite element of all the elements. Yeah. I, I hate the wind. It completely changes the dynamic of any single day. Sunny day. Windy. Wind, terrible. Worst day ever. Rain. I love the rain. Rain and wind. Terrible. Yep. Anything with plus the wind. Bad. Yep. I guess if you want to fly a kite, you need a little wind. But that's the but only thing how I can think often of right do you now. fly a kite for like longer than one minute? And then you're like, all right, that was fun. But now you're just out on a windy day. I'm going to have to stop you right there. And my wife, who listens to the show, can attest to this. I am a huge fan of kites. Oh, really? I didn't even know that about you. I'm teaching kites in geometry right now. No, like, I didn't know this until a couple years ago when we went to the beach and we got, like, an $8 kite from Target to play around with my daughter. We took her to the beach. I was so enthralled with this kite. Harper didn't play with it. Hillary didn't play with it. I don't even know what they were doing. I was all in on the kite. <laughs> so I'm going to have to stop you on kites. That's a big That's a big plus for me. Sensitive and, button that yeah. we just pressed here. And, and, and the Vikings. What about a Viking kite put together? If I said that was dumb, how would you feel? I think we'd have to stop the episode. <laughs> I have the controls, Katie. I can just press delete whenever I want. So, yes, kites are, are a huge thing for me. I, I want a better kite because we still have the $8 Target kite, and we used it again uh, a, a few months ago when we went to Monterey, and I told Hillary, I want something better. I want, I want better. And now I know what to get you for your birthday. So Oh, that would really put a smile on my face. Mm-hmm. All right. If you got me that for my birthday, it would not put a smile on my face. <laughs> That's not what I want in a couple days. No thanks. <laughs> okay. Good to know. <laughs> Um, well, that was uh, a exciting, that was yeah. underwhelmed and impressed segment there. Thanks, we talked Katie, about for coffee it. cake. So, yeah, what we, more can be? 
talked about. You added some pizzazz. I, <laughs> I really appreciate that. Yes. We're, we're going to move into uh, learning more a little bit, learning a little bit more, there it is, about you. Yeah. Um, so JD's going to talk to you about your life a lot. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, that's what I have a tendency of doing. Uh, I'm going to drag <laughs> some things out here. But uh, yeah, no, I'd love to just kind of start off here with just uh, kind of a little bit of your journey. Um, how did you end up kind of uh, kind of coming to the city of Livermore? Like maybe you've written this story about your parents coming here. And then uh, I know that you, uh, you went away to school and then ended up coming back. Um, and so, I mean, you can go into much or as little details you want, but basically how did you guys get to Livermore? Yeah, um, I have two older brothers. So when I was born, um, my two older brothers had lived before me in Sunnyvale with my parents. And then um, I think they just wanted to get a bigger house. And in Livermore was cheaper at the time than it was in Sunnyvale. I think it still is, probably. Yeah, it still is. <laughs> I'm pretty uh, sure somebody in Sunnyvale bought a shack for oh, $2.2 million. Yeah. Yes, I drove by my parents' old house and it was a whopping 700 square feet and it's over like $1.4 million. Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm here now. Yeah. So moved to Livermore. I live right by Sunset Elementary School um, and I really kept it local. I went to Holy Cross Preschool, uh, then to Sunset, then to Mendenhall, and then to Granada. Um, and then I decided I was going to go away to college. So I went to Point Loma Nazarene University, which is down in San Diego. Um, and I originally wanted to go there because if you have not looked it up yet, you should look it up. And it has the most beautiful views of the entire world. There is not a closer college to the ocean. So that was kind of my like thought process, I guess, of going there. Um, and then on top of that, I reached out to the track coach there and they were offering me a position on the team. So I thought, all right, it's kind of a perfect little category there. So I went down there and it was my first time ever leaving Livermore. And I'll say, for the beginning, it was great. Like, I was all in for it. Oh. She just hit the microphone stand? <laughs> That's happened before. All right. Um, I'm just going to interject really quick. I hear that the Nazarene colleges don't let you dance. Is that still true? Okay. Everyone said that, and you told me that when I was a senior <laughs> here. Spreading rumors. Let me let you know, there was no lack of dancing. There was actually a lot of school-ran dances. One time they rented out SeaWorld, and we had a dance at SeaWorld. Wow. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Um, so no, no, dancing was in full, full force. <laughs> However, there is no swimming because they used to believe there's no swimming pool on campus because mm. they used to believe that like girls and boys can't swim in the same pool. Mm. Now that they don't believe that anymore, I guess, but... There's still no pool. When so. you were there, that that was that was something. No, no, I think that was like years and years ago. Got it. But okay. then it just you know the lasting side effects were still there. But <laughs> anyway, I was there for a year and a half until I recognized that maybe I'm actually meant to be back in Livermore. Um, and there was actually a lot to that. That went through a process of um, just kind of separation. A lot of my friends stayed in Livermore, and I was down in San Diego. Um, I knew I wanted to teach in Livermore. I knew that that's what I wanted to do. So I felt like, why would I spend all my time in San Diego when I know in the future I want to be in Livermore? Um, and yeah, I, so that coupled with like my own going through stuff with my family, um, I ended up transferring back home. So I moved home uh, the midway through my sophomore year. Um, so I was like 19 or 20 when I moved home. And I ended up going to St. Mary's College. So I was debating between St. Mary's and East Bay because I knew I just wanted to stay home. And because Point Loma was a private school, the transfer process from private to private was like way easier. Um, and I would have been like almost a year behind at East Bay mm -hmm. and St. Mary's, I was going to be right on track. And then on top of that, St. Mary's also offered me an accelerated program. So I got this accelerated program that matched my undergraduate with my credentialing. So I student taught as an undergrad, which is how I was able to then get my teaching credential by 21. Um, and then I got the job here when I was 22. Uh, interesting that you chose St. Mary's since you said you're underwhelmed by the wind. <laughs> And their mascot is the Gales, which I think is a very strong win. I, I don't think you're talking. I think you're talking. We have multiple terms for the Gale. Yeah. Is so. it a, isn't a Gale a bird? I'm going to have to look this up right now. Both my parents attended St. Mary's University, and I think my parents are going to be a little upset for me not knowing this. I believe it's like some sort of... Uh, or like, is it like a... Is it kind of like a matador? No. I, I don't it's know. It's a very strong wind. Oh, my a, goodness. A gale force wind. No, it's a St. Mary's... Oh, I'm looking it up right now. 
Um, G-A-E-L. Yes. Correct. Yeah, the St. Mary's Gales. I, I, I got to figure out as to what this is. I'm going to come up with it. But I thought it was like some sort of uh, like a person. Like uh, The mascot is a person. Like when I went to a basketball game, which happened once. Completely let me tell you. made up. <laughs> 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 it's fake. Uh, so, uh, but uh, I got a question about this. Uh, when did you know you wanted to be in education? Um, you said that you went to school down in, uh, in Point Loma and then you came back and, but with the intentions of being in education. Was this something that was always uh, on the docket here to, to be a teacher? Uh, kind of where, where was that journey or how did that end up starting? Yeah, I always, ever since I can remember when I was like a little kid, I wanted to be a teacher. And I remember like one of my Christmases, I asked for like legitimate classroom supplies so I got like a full-sized whiteboard, like not like a kid playing whiteboard, like an industrial metal whiteboard with all these <laughs> markers. And I wanted like, I wanted a legitimate school desk, like a school desk that you would buy from the school. My mom didn't let me get that. But <laughs> I remember that was one of the Christmases and I would make all my friends or my brothers or the neighborhood kids sit down and I would pretend teach them after school. And they were like, we've been in school all day. And I'm like, that doesn't matter. This is the, this is the more important school. And I loved it ever since. Um, but I actually thought I wanted to be a fourth grade teacher for a really long time. Mm. Um, and then I came to high school and realized, wait, high school is way cooler. You actually like get to know your teachers at this point. Um, and honestly, the point was when I was in FIT and I made a really great connection with Mr. Hahn. He was my FIT teacher. And I realized, oh, my God, it would be so fun to be a fit teacher. That would be so cool. Um, and so then that's when I started to think, like, oh, maybe maybe high school would be kind of fun to do. Um, and then I just kind of took it from there. But I still wasn't really sure. So I actually majored and went into college as just a general multiple subject education major um, because I wasn't sure if I wanted to do what I wanted to do, if I wanted secondary or lower. Um so yeah, it wasn't until I went to high school and realized that I could make impacts in kids' lives more, I felt like, as a high school teacher than I could as a fourth grade teacher. Yeah. Thank you. I, I share this uh, very, very similar story. I went to Chico, again, education, thought I wanted to be an elementary school teacher, did one year and said, you know what, uh, mm-hmm. I love little kids, but uh, I kind of wanted to be around older kids. And yeah. So kind of, I could share that, uh, that little bit of a journey right there. Yeah. I student taught in first grade and quickly realized I enjoyed it but at the end of the day I was like dying to talk to an adult like I was like I can't I cannot talk about like shoelaces and <laughs> like tan bark anymore like this is just too much and so right when I started subbing and I was subbing around and I was like all right high school is way more my vibe than first graders I went from six-year-olds to 16-year-olds <laughs> big difference <laughs> big yeah. kudos to both of you for for at least liking elementary school I that terrifies me so. It is, I'll say this, I think it is way more work. Like, it is so much more work than a high school is because you have to be on it all day long for eight hours and, like, keep all of this creative stuff for eight hours. And and in high school, it's totally different because you can just talk to them sometimes. And in first grade, there is no, like, casual (laughs) chatting. But... Yeah. Very true. Well, let me interject here real quick. Yeah. I did look it up. Um, it sounds like the St. Mary's uh, mascot has gone through a couple of transformations, but previously it was a knight in shining armor, and the name was called Gale Force One. So I'm not sure if that's a play on uh, on the winds, and but it was a knight. I distinctly remember a knight, but then more recently they've changed to a Gaelic warrior, so like an Irish warrior. So uh, that's at least what the internet is telling me, and I'm going to trust the internet right here. So. Mm. The podcast doesn't show faces because we don't record this, but... <laughs> the disappointment on your face. I don't like I that. I wouldn't even say disappointment. I would say sheer annoyance <laughs> of the word. <laughs> Fair <laughs> Disapproval. Enough. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. All right. So, uh, yeah. So, we uh, we move back. Uh, we go through St. Mary's. We get our credential. And now we're just starting to teach. And we're living in Livermore still as well? Yeah. Lived mm. in Livermore, again, my whole life. Like, And mm. I actually have never... Still, I'm living in my parents' household. Mm. Um, my parents separated when I was a sophomore in college, which is part of the reason I actually Mm. came home. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's actually just me and my mom at home and it's kind of turned into a, like a roommate situation. I mean, she's still obviously my mom, but, and everyone's telling me to keep doing it and save money because we all know the prices here are not very suitable with the teaching (laughs) salary. So I'm just soaking it up at home, um. I want to move out, of course, but yeah, stayed in Livermore, 
right next to Sunset Elementary School my whole life. All right. Um, So you said you and your mom are are more roommates now. Yeah. What is one thing that drives you nuts about her sharing the house with her? And what would be one thing that she would say, you know, you do that drives her nuts? Yeah. Um, (laughs) She doesn't cook anything, which is fine. I don't need her to cook for me. But she wants me to cook for her. So she's like, (laughs) oh, well, Katie, while you're at it, making that chicken, can you also make me some? And I'm like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that sounds rude. I do. But that's probably one side of it. I would say the other side, she probably gets pretty upset that I leave dishes occasionally in the sink. Just occasionally? It's honestly not that often, but every so often I'll be running behind, and then I'm like, I can't wash this dish right now, so I'll like run to school and I'll leave the dirty blender in the uh, sink. And then that is not super pretty when I come home from that. Or honestly, sometimes I'm really bad at switching my laundry, so that <laughs> one that one gets her too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I had to ask that. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. Well, um, uh, maybe we uh, kind of transition here into uh, some Granada experiences yeah. here with you. Um, well, so, so I want to let the li- listeners know that every guest that comes on, we bring the yearbook that that was either their graduating year or their first year teaching. So the yearbook is in front of Katie right now. Her graduating year, her her face is staring right at herself right now. Um, when you look at that picture of yourself uh, in your senior year, what comes to mind? One, that I really don't look that much different. I think I look I kind of similar <laughs> to it. Um, honestly, my first reaction was I loved Granada so much in that picture, and nothing has really changed. Like, I still mm-hmm. have loved Granada. I remember going down to college and talking about my high school experience, you know, things would come up here and there. And I realized how unique of a school Granada was, Mm -hmm. that like there were so many people that didn't like their high school experience and didn't have any like relationships with teachers or any like fun extracurricular things. I remember specifically we talked about every 15 minutes and I was a part Mm -hmm. of that when I was in high school. And they were like, oh yeah, at our our high school is really lame. I'm like, what? At our high school, it was, like, so serious, and everyone, like, really loved it. Mm. Um, Or, like, I remember I used to babysit for Mr. Han's kids when they were, like, little, which is completely crazy now because now I'm Brittany's teacher. So it's, like, totally just warps all the way around. But um, I remember saying that and my friends being, like, that is so strange. And I'm, like, not really. Like, it, it didn't seem that weird to me. And that's when I realized that I loved Granada for what it was. And that was a big pull factor for me to come home because I was like, I know ultimately I want to end up at Granada. Mm-hmm. So why am I staying down here? Um, but anyway, yeah, when I look at that picture, I think of someone that loved Granada. And now I think about myself that is still someone that loves Granada. That's awesome. Um, my wife is a teacher too. She teaches in Fremont. And she says that probably four or five times a year. She's like, Granada, there's something special about Granada. Mm-hmm. People come back. I mean, you're another alumni who's come back. I went to Granada. I came back. Um, even even JD yourself, I, I know you went to Livermore, but there's something that just draws people who grew up here back to this school. So. Yeah. It is a really special community. I think uh, all the schools uh, definitely have a special place, <clears throat> excuse me, a special place. But this school in particular, it, it, it is a really unique experience to to be a part of this and to see the people that have so much love and so much care mm-hmm. and, and want to be a part of this. It, it is, uh, I agree, it's different. It, mm-hmm. it is special. And I think that's one of the main reasons why we felt a need to start this podcast and to be able to share these stories too. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, okay, so before I get more into you in high school, I do want to ask because you're, you recently came on as a teacher. Yeah. When I first started here, it was a little weird and awkward being peers with teachers that I had. Yeah. Um, any weird feelings that you had coming back in or any awkwardness or have you gotten past that point or? I would say the first thing, and it, it honestly is something I'm still deal with, is calling you guys by your first names. <laughs> like I don't, I can't. There, if someone's talking about Han, I I can't say Brian. Like there's no way that I can in my own casual conversation be like, oh, I was in Brian's room. I just don't. It doesn't flow. Or I was just talking to my friend about Rankin, and mm-hmm. I we all talk, we're all joking about it that like 
everyone says Tim, and I'm like, oh, yeah, and Rankin. Like, I just can't say I did it again. Sorry. You're okay. <laughs> um, I just can't say the first names. That's probably, like, something that's hard. I think I can say it in casual conversation to someone else now, but, mm-hmm. like, to the person, it's really hard for me you to, should, like, call you Aaron right now. Yeah, you should call me Aaron. Or, I mean, just Marine is okay, too. That's normally what I do. Um, Not in- Principal Hart, if that's what we're <laughs> <laughs> referencing. Yes, here. yes. Um, <laughs> in, in regards to Tim Rankin, I just really like calling him Timmy. Yeah. So. You know... <laughs> but I, I, I like to get under his skin. So. Yeah, I should. Start, I know, but you know what? When I was in high school, I liked to get under his skin too. So I remember, I remember there was a time where he was talking about like a bonfire and something about the bonfire being taller than him. And I like quickly snapped back and was like, "Well, it's not that hard to be taller than you." Ooh, and, <laughs> and I still think about that, and I'm like, maybe I should slowly start the transfer to call him Tim. By the and, way, Rankin stories are the most ridiculous stories. <laughs> they make no sense. Uh, do you, do we all agree? We always refer to the Rankin Rankin ratio, yeah. and so the Rankin factor. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yes. Now that I've become that, it's also interesting to see the interconnections and the inside jokes among teachers. Because mm-hmm. as a kid, you pick up on like what teachers are friends with each other, and like what teachers maybe aren't friends with each other. Mm-hmm. But now being in it, it's just really interesting to see dynamics now. Um, and it's funny, my friends will ask all the time. They're like, wait, so what's what's the sitch with, like, this teacher and this teacher? I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, here's what I know. <laughs> they, they hate each other. Let me other. break this down yeah. for you. You found so, out every teacher hates each other. Right. Yes. Um, well, back to you as a high school student. Um, you were a cheerleader. Yeah. All four years? All four years. And then did you pole vault all four years as well? Yeah, so I actually started out my freshman and sophomore year also diving. So I was on the dive team and the pole vault team at the same time, Mm -hmm. which was like crazy (laughs) in itself. So I pole vaulted, and then my junior year, I stopped diving, and then I started pole vaulting again, and I actually started to get kind of good at it. Um, And then the hurdles coach, Coach Dan, recognized me running. He, He said, Katie, you're running laps around these pole vaulters. You should try hurdling. Um, and so I did, and I excelled really quick at that too. So then my junior and senior year, I was also hurdling. You were hurdling and pole vaulting. And pole vaulting, yeah. Um, pole vaulting seems like the most ridiculous sport <laughs> in the world and might be the most dangerous sport in the world. Like, hey, let me take this giant pole. Let me stick it into this little, you know, contraption hole thing. And then I'm going to lift myself, you know, tens of feet in the air. Yeah. By a pole. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us, like, the biggest biff you had on, on the pole vault? Um, yeah. There was – well, I can tell you a sad story, actually. Mm-hmm. I was on track to go to NCS my senior year, mm-hmm. um, and it was the day before e-ball finals, and I had was vaulting so solid all day. Um, and I went up and had such a great vault. I came back down on our old pit we had. It was a blue pit, and it was really old. And I came down on my feet, which you shouldn't. Once you get to certain heights, you shouldn't come landing on your feet. You want to land on your back so that you're not rolling your ankles. But that's exactly what I did. And I rolled my ankle, broke my ankle um, the day before e-ball finals. Wow. So I remember being out there for baseball practice when that happened. I was like, oh, Katie's down. Yeah. And it was like, I remember I like fell and instantly knew it was done. Like it wasn't like, a oh, my ankle kind of hurts. And you felt it explode. Oh yeah. Like I lit and I feel like I heard it. I can still like envision the sound in my head. Yeah. So then I wore a boot for every 15 minutes. I was in a boot for my Mm -hmm. senior year and I did not want to graduate with a boot on. So I walked through graduation with a broken ankle. Wow. Yeah. Good for you. Dedication. Yeah. Um, how, how high have you cleared, uh, in a pole vault in your career? Yeah. Um, And, and what is like, relatively good for pole vaulting yeah um i think the high school to get a letter to varsity i believe is seven it might be seven six to varsity letter i can't remember um and i think my senior year i was vaulting eight six i believe was my record but my unofficial record was nine Um, But it wasn't in a meet, so it didn't count. But we would do, like, unofficial meets a lot where we would put Mm -hmm. the bar up and, like, score it like an official meet, but it's not on record. Um, And then once I went down to Point Loma, I vaulted. Honestly, I stayed at 8.6 at Point Loma, but that was unofficial. 
and I offic- or or that was official. Unofficially, okay. I vaulted ten, which was my wow. goal. My goal was to hit ten. Wow. Um, and I hit it once, and it was unofficial. I have a video somewhere. I can find it. It happened. Yeah, it, it happened. happened. It happened. It we'll, happened. We'll say officially 10. Right? Yeah. I, I say 10 to the kids, and then they were like, we're going to look up the roster. I'm like, oh, you won't find it on the <laughs> roster. <laughs> awesome. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And then cheerleading, um, I'm pretty sure you were what they call the flyer. I was, yes. Which means that they are the you are the one that they're throwing up in the air, and yes. you're doing moves and rolls and twists in the air. Exactly. Um, any big uh, mistakes there? I Yeah, you guys might even remember this. It was a my sophomore year. We were doing this stunt. Um, this was when there was a lot of cheer drama between Livermore and Granada Cheer. And we were doing this stunt where basically I, I was a flyer. I stepped onto another flyer and, like, stood on her and then would turn my body and rotate my body down into a somersault and get caught after being thrown about like maybe 15 feet was probably how tall I was up there because I was standing on another flyer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would get caught on my back. And it was during a JV basketball game, and the catchers did not catch. And I went straight through and landed right onto my back. Ooh. Um, and Kim Connors was there, and she like ran on to the, the court. Kelly Bowers was there, and she like came down onto the court. <laughs> Um, was this at a Livermore Granada event? No, this was this was right before the Livermore Granada game. Okay. And I remember I got like picked up off the ground. Um and then I felt perfectly fine, but we got like told we couldn't do the performance anymore. And so I was like crying because I felt like I ruined the performance for everyone. But I was fine, luckily. I easily could have not been fine, but I just woke up a little bruised and like the next morning was just a little sore. But did uh, you hold a grudge against the people who didn't catch you? No. Well, there's a <laughs> tricky thing there. One of them was is actually my neighbor, and our dads are best friends. Oh. So didn't really have an option to hold the grudge on that one. So, <laughs> no. <laughs> to be honest, I remember landing on the ground and looking up at the four girls that were supposed to catch me and looking at their faces all staring at me in, like, complete and utter shock that they just did it. Mm-hmm. that I felt like I couldn't even be mad at them because it was more, like, just embarrassing to them. Like, I had nothing to do with it. They just dropped me. Like, everyone could have clearly seen it. So so yeah. it wasn't even, like, a stumble, like, a, oh, we kind of got you. It was a complete just, It like, was just, like, a right through. Like, wow. not – I don't even think I was slowed down. The video got deleted because they didn't want it, like, spreading places. Sure, sure. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you came out unscathed. That's, yeah. that's great. I'm here to tell the, tor- the story. Yeah. So. yeah, I mean, between pole vaulting and flyer for cheerleading, the fact that all you did was break an ankle is pretty amazing. Yeah. I did break a foot um, during the homecoming senior skit performance. I broke my sesamoid bone on the bottom of my toe or, like, mm-hmm. the bottom of my foot because um, they wanted us to do standing tucks on the – Ground standing tuck is like a one backflip standing up, and so me and Kyle Chong, I don't know if you know who that is. I do remember. <laughs> yeah, me and Kyle Chong did standing backflips during one of the dances of our home of our senior skit. But mm. I had like so much adrenaline, I had no idea I even hurt myself. Oh, well, yeah. So you just played right through. It. I just kept going and kept dancing. Good you know, for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I mean, you were very involved in sports, things like that. What was your favorite Granada moment? In your four years as a student? Mm -hmm. I know that's a tough question because I know you probably have a lot. I know. I was thinking about that question because I figured you would probably ask it. Mm -hmm. And I like putting it into words would be so hard. But I think that homecoming skits are up there. I loved homecoming skits. Um, Every 15 minutes, I think, is what takes the cake for me. I uh, That was probably one of the most impactful things I've ever done and still impacts me to this day. Um, and I was chosen to read my letter in front of the school. And that was uh, that was pretty, pretty crazy. Oh, yeah. And I just remember my parents were still together at that time. And they're, like, standing up. I'm looking at them in the crowd. My dad calls me Katie Sue Magoo. My middle name's Sue, and he mm-hmm. calls me Magoo. And I remember saying, like, I'll always be your Katie Sue Magoo. And he just starts, like, weeping verbally. And, like, the whole gym starts crying. And I was crying. Um, but that day I really felt... One, impactful for my own life decisions, but also selfishly, like I really felt like loved by the Granada community. Like I had made all these friends and tried so hard my four years to just make an impact and 
do everything I could and be involved in every sport that I could and every leadership position I could that when I saw the reaction of my peers, it made me feel like, okay, maybe I did make an impact here. So that's probably, that probably has to be one of them. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad that that was, was your biggest moment because yeah. I, I think that's really impactful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, I do need to ask you something that, um, you know, as a, as a Granada person through and through is a little disappointing. Okay. Um, oh, I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. I have a picture <laughs> of you in a Cowboys cheerleading outfit. Yes. Go Cowboys. Um, and I need to understand uh, why. Yeah. Why, why are you in a Cowboys cheerleading outfit? Um, I thought you were a matador. Yeah, let's explain this situation. So I was Hans TA at this point, and he had a student teacher. The student teacher was Shayna Danielson, mm-hmm. and she was student teaching, or maybe she was just helping. I'm not really sure, but she was in the class right before I started to TA. So she was the period before me. And she told me at the time, Livermore had a comp cheer team, and we did not have a comp cheer team. And she said, oh, did you know that – if one of the one of the high schools has a sport that the other high school doesn't have, you can be on the team. And I was like, oh, that's kind of fun. Like, I wish Granada had a comp cheer team. That would be kind of fun. She's like, well, technically, you could have been on our team. But at this point, the season was like they were about to go to nationals like two weeks later. Um, and then like three days later, she comes. I can't remember how she got, the, got a hold of me, but she's like, our point flyer just like got kicked off the team. Um mm-hmm. And she was like, we, we need someone to be able to fill her spot, and no one could fill the spot. And because she had a lot of high skills that it would be kind of hard to just, like, pull another person to replace. And so she said, technically, you can be on the team if you just kind of fill out the, like, athletic clearance form. Can you perform with us? And I was like, heck, yeah. So me and my best friend, Kaylin Kearney, which is funny because I'm looking at this picture, and mm-hmm. me and Kaylin are right below each other in the yearbook, and it's kind of fun. We're still best friends to this day. Um we both joined the Livermore comp squad uh, a week before we went down to nationals to perform. Um, were there any, like, um, I don't know, feelings of putting on the cowboy outfit? Were you repulsed by it? Yeah, um, literally, yes. And I remember <laughs> <laughs> I remember at points in the, like, in the performance, they ha- it was a cheer, too. So you'd be like, Livermore, cowboys. And me and Kaylin could, like, not yell the word cowboys. Like, we just, like, couldn't get ourselves to say it. And so we would just yell, like, Livermore, and then, like, mouth the next word because we Mm. couldn't get ourselves to, like, say it. Um, Yeah. And then later on, I don't know if you have this in your little secretive notes, I ended up coaching on Livermore's stunt team with Shayna. Well, that was the follow-up question, but thank thank you for coming clean. (laughs) Thank you for coming clean. She's reading us like a book right now. And let me tell you, I had to put my hands in the center for like a team break mm-hmm. and we would have to yell cowboys and I couldn't. I never yelled at one time. It's dedication. Okay. Well, Still to this day, I, I feel like I cheated Granada. However, I do love Shana Danielson. So I did it because I love sport. I love the cheer. Mm-hmm. Well, the sport of cheer. And I love Shana. We'll let it go. We'll let it go. <laughs> yeah. Well, you shared with us a lot of different things. Uh, talking about your involvement uh, with uh, with Granada as a student, you know, being a part of uh, leadership, being a part of uh, you know different sports, pole vaulting, cheerleading, and just having just a big impact here. Um, just through your, uh, as we think about just even kind of bigger moments too, as well. Um, if you think about your life, and then as you're getting into your career, uh, what would you say has been a, a challenge that you have faced? And uh, if you want to also speak to maybe how that challenge has now shaped you kind of as a young 24-year-old coming up here. Yeah, this was actually, I wasn't sure if I wanted to get into it before or what, but when I was a freshman in college, the last semester of my freshman year in college, I started to notice I was getting really anxious and was really sad. And I never thought of myself as someone that was sad. I was always so happy and go lucky. Um, and I really honestly never had any real worries. So the fact that I was like anxious to like my, my pits in my stomach, I wasn't really sure why this was happening. Um, and obviously I'm kind of downing, like dumbing down the situation of my symptoms and how I was feeling, but I ended up getting diagnosed with, uh, severe anxiety disorder and clinical depression. Mm. Um, and that happened in between my freshman and sophomore year of college. Um, and that was... That was the main motivator for me coming home because for some reason, even though I loved Point Loma, 
it was a, a root of my anxiety and a root of my depression. Um, and so I made the tough decision to come home um, and still battled with it. It didn't go away once I went home. Um, and I went on medication for it and I would talk to people about it and I did what you're supposed to do. Um, and really what got me through it was time. Over time, I started to learn how to cope with it and work through it and I got off my medication. And um, But because of that, I've become like a huge, huge advocate for mental health. And it's like one of the biggest things that is a reason I wanted to be a teacher because I think that these kids – it is just coupled with everything right now. Like their lives are filled everywhere you hear people are anxious and have depression or have been diagnosed with other mental illness. Um, and so that has been probably my biggest challenge, but because of that challenge has really made the reason I've dedicated a lot of myself to, I speak on the mental health panel for FIT every year. Um, I actually used to speak um, on panels for an organization at like the Bankhead um, the Z, Z Cares organization. I've been interviewed for documentaries for it. Um, and it's just become like a huge part of why I'm a teacher. Um, and I take it really seriously. And I tell all my kids that I take it really seriously. Um, and so that's the biggest challenge, but it has come out with one of the biggest rewards because I've had so many kids reach out to me as a resource. And that is all I could hope for, for kids to know that there's someone they can listen to. Oh, thanks for sharing that. Yeah. And, and I think that that's cool that you've turned it into a positive and um, that you've made it kind of like a life mission to, to continue to talk about. And I'm sure that there's somebody listening to the podcast right now that probably, you know, identifies with mm -hmm. how you felt. So we really appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. yeah. If I can ask just a, maybe another question, was there something or somebody that you went to that initially kind of helped you start to be on the process of, uh, of getting support? Cause I, I agree with you. I think there's individuals that maybe are feeling certain ways or just uncertain and maybe they're just not sure exactly what to do. Would you have something that you would say like, Hey, maybe this would be a good first step is if it's just talking to somebody or, yeah. or, or I don't know if you have any perspective on that. You know, everyone tells you to go, like, go to therapy, go to this. And I went to multiple therapists, and I didn't love it. Like, I didn't connect to my therapist. I feel like they didn't really understand me. Mm -hmm. And it most of the time I feel like it was just spent me explaining myself and justifying myself. And I realized that I really just needed someone to listen. I didn't necessarily need, like, professional therapy, I thought, I guess. And so I actually resulted in just talking to people that I looked up to that already knew me and didn't have to like research me or try and figure me out. Mm. Um, my mom was a big resource for that. Mr. Hahn was a huge resource for that. I still have this memory of me calling him one time in the middle of a scene of my sophomore year in college. I'm down in San Diego and I'm crying and I'm explaining my anxiety or I don't even fully know what I was explaining. And he just sat there and listened for hours. Like, I think the conversation was like two or three hours long. Mm -hmm. um, he gave me like a, a worship song to listen to, I remember. And I still listen to that song to this day if I start to feel anxious. Um, but yeah, I think it was trusting an adult that I felt like maybe they didn't know me fully, but that at least they knew the, the basis of me. Mm -hmm. um, and so just talking to people that I felt like could listen was really what I needed. And that's what started to pull me out of it. And then I realized that by me talking to other people about it, like I was healing myself while also feeling like they were like healing too. Like when kids come to me about their mental health or when I was a young life leader and I had so many kids coming up to me talking about their, their anxiety or their mental health that they're dealing with, by me talking to them about it, I was like healing myself while healing them, I guess, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that was probably... Yeah, that was what I did. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. Yeah. I think that's cool that, you know, Granada's can like the connection, right? Mm -hmm. Like talking to Han and, and talking to people that knew you and mm -hmm. and now you're talking to other people and, yeah. and they continue that on. And I think it just builds the community and the family that we have here. So um, a, a pretty easy segue into this is looking at yourself and that yearbook that is still in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, which was only like five or six years ago. Yeah, 2016. Uh, <laughs> That's very long ago. No. Um, what advice would you give to high schoolers now? You are an adult now. You've been through some some challenges, some struggles. You've you've come out the other side. You you were still you know 
dealing with challenges, but but you're you're learning to cope with them. What would be some advice that you would give high schoolers now um, that you wish somebody would have told you when you were in high school back then? I, there's two things that come off the top of my head automatically. I'm looking at this yearbook and I'm just on one page of it, and I'm seeing like four to five people that I'm still in contact with. Mm-hmm. And I feel like so many people tell you, like, you're never going to be friends with your high school friends. Like, once you go to college, that's when you make your real friends. And for me, that could not have been further from the truth. Like, my best friends are still my best friends from sixth grade. Like, Amy and Morgan are mm-hmm. still my best friends. Um, and looking at this page, I still have, like, I, I was just celebrating a birthday of a Granada alumni last weekend with all of us. And there was like 16 of us all in Reno hanging out. Um, and it's just cool to like think that you don't have to give up on your high school friends. Like mm-hmm. some people think you just move on from that, but it can be a really cool community. And that's my first thing. But my other thing is thinking like, don't be afraid to start doing the things that you love doing if you're even worried about people judging you for it. I remember I wanted so badly to start a YouTube channel when I was Mm -hmm. in high school. All I wanted was to start a YouTube channel. (laughs) And I would like film videos of myself, but then never post them ever. Um, And then I finally started doing it when I became a teacher. And I haven't posted in a while now, but it was successful. Like I have like over 12,000 subscribers and people were responding really well to it. And I realized, why did I wait so long to do this? You know, Um, that's so like a trivial thing. So many people say that to Mm -hmm. just do what you want to do. But like, there's a reason people say it because there is a big portion of truth to it. So that's probably what I would give. Oh, good words. Yeah. I really like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, great advice. Um, and, and I think it just even we, we've talked about it a couple of times, just the community here. And I think all of us on this episode right here can share with, I think uh, my best friends are still my friends from high school. Mm-hmm. I still have. 100%. Yeah, some of my connections still from college, but uh, the, the, my, my friends, and I think it just goes to talk about this community and this place mm-hmm. that we have here. So, but yeah, going back to the, uh, I think that's great advice. Yeah. Doing what you love and uh, don't be afraid of uh, what other people are going to say or judge you for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. well, you've gotten through the, the main portion of the show, <laughs> but now comes what we call the quick fire round. Okay. These are the 20 questions we have prepared. They're, okay. the, they're the same 20 questions that we ask all the guests. Okay. And it, you're meant to kind of answer them pretty quickly. I mean, you can think for a second if you want to, but they're they're supposed to be quick fire, kind of off the top of your head. Got it. Questions and answers. You Are got you it. ready? I well, maybe I don't know. I think yeah. Ooh. I don't really have a choice. She's already nervous. She's this already is, nervous. This I know. I'm like uh, speed, speed and agility. <laughs> okay, let's do this. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get going here with question number one. How many keys are on your keychain right now? Um, I have five. Listeners can't see this, but she has the keychains on a lanyard around her neck, so she was able to check. I do that literally because if I don't have my lanyard on, people don't know that I'm a teacher here, and they think I'm a student. <laughs> well, you're the most accurate and the quickest um, to answer question number one. Okay, oh, So you're off yes. to a great start. Okay. Question number two, favorite bagel flavor? Oh, my God. Um, okay, actually, I know. Cinnamon, when it's sprinkled cinnamon sugar on top, the ones from Noah's, that's cinnamon sugar sprinkled. Oh. Or yeah. seasonal pumpkin. Wow. So a sweeter bagel. Oh, 100%. Okay. Do you ever get the little bagel bites that are like the the cinnamon ones? I know that Noah's has those. Oh, yeah. Oh, don't get me started. Now I want to go to Noah's. Oh, I mean, it fits in right with the coffee cake, kind of that flavor, that sugar and cinnamon. cinnamon, That cinnamon sugar, I don't know. Uh, That's something to me. There's the hook right there. Okay. All right. Question number three. uh, What's something new in your life right now? Um, Something new in my life. Oh, I just started drinking greens in the morning. Greens? greens, like you grind up your own greens. No, no, it's a powder. I bought it from Amazon. Oh, and you put it in a cup and you mix it up, <laughs> and I drink the greens in the morning. All right, I think I've heard it's like AG One or Greens or what? What's the company? Oh, there's like oh, there's a bunch of them. So many. It's okay. like a honestly, I saw it on TikTok. I can't even lie, and okay. I was like, all right, I'll try it out. Okay. I feel healthy. I do. I feel very accomplished in the morning after I've drinking like five vegetables. And mm. one of my favorite podcasters uh, reps it. Athletic Greens. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There is, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, okay. Uh, number four, favorite number and why? Mm, number 12, and I really have no reason for it. I just was that number literally where I played Mendenhall basketball, sixth grade, and I was number 12, and it just, it stuck just with stayed. You. Number okay. 12. 
can go. Yeah. I guess you kind of already answered this, but uh, how do you start your day? Do you have a morning routine? I am a extremely person of habit. Like, that was not grammatically correct at all. You're fine. It's close enough. I am such I'm a person of habit. I'm judging you as an English teacher. <laughs> It's fine. I am so extreme that like it is, I wake up, I do the exact same thing every single morning. I drink my greens. I drink my protein smoothie. I get to school between second and third period. I have my yogurt and granola. The kids all know. They walk in and they see me eating my yogurt and granola. It's a, I am to the T, the same routine So the, the routine revolves around um, your food. Oh, so your, your 100%. greens, your greens, your smoothie. I have a greens. I have a protein smoothie. I have a piece of cinnamon swirl bread. Except if I go to Starbucks and I get the coffee cake instead. <laughs> Notice the cinnamon the is a variation. consistent theme here. Way, way to yeah. bring it back. Yeah. 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 Then I have my yogurt, granola, and strawberry. Then I have my chicken and rice at lunch. I have my protein bar. I ate it right before this. So that got thrown off a little bit. My time's a little bit off. Okay. And then I have dinner at like six. Wow. Love Creature it. of habit. I love mm-hmm. it. Um, number six, what is a fear of yours? Um. Mm, Large lizards. <laughs> Komodo like, dragons. Yes, they're Iguanas. terrifying and disgusting. And if you type in, you can do this on your own time or listeners, I, I recommend you do it right now. Type in large lizard swimming and it's the grossest video ever. They're like so creepy and gross and they walk, it's a swimming pool one, I don't know. The first one I think is, it's a swimming pool. And he's like walking and like slides his way into the swimming pool and it is so gross. So you need to avoid Florida, especially over the winter. Let me, do you yeah. know? Do you, do you wanna know why? Cause they're they, all over. They're all over the place, but specifically when it starts to get cold, they get so cold that they'll fall asleep because they, they nest in trees mm-hmm. and they just fall off of the trees. Yep. So I can see you walking around and just this. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell like it is. It's not even like a small fear. I'm not scared of spiders. I'm not scared of anything like that. I went to my little cousin's birthday party when she was like nine and she did like a like a reptile rental. Mm-hmm. And the like instructor's like, and for the finale, pulls out this like 40 pound lizard. That's large. And I like screamed. I was a full grown 21 year old and like screamed and ran inside. <laughs> yeah. Large lizards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, number seven, do you have any nicknames or did you have any growing up? Um, I got the nickname Nature Kate in high school. And it actually like went around really, really well. Like I still run into kids from high school and they'll call me Nature Kate. <laughs> My license plate is Nature Kate. Um, And kids have picked up on it because they've seen my license plate. So they'll be like, why is your license plate Nature K? And I'm like, hmm. Story time. Yeah. (laughs) So that one, I think just coming with along the name Katie, a lot of people will say Kate. They'll call me KJ. My dad calls me Magoo. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, students now have adapted to call me Miss J, and I kind of like it. Mm -hmm. Like, I I always thought I would just be a Miss Johnson or, like, a Johnson, but they've adapted to Miss J. Kind of fun. All right. Number eight, on a scale of one to ten, how good are you at keeping secrets? Oh, boy. Mm, I guess it depends. If it's a serious secret and I can tell it's serious, then I will never say one thing ever. Like, I will keep it. But if it's like, oh, my God, did you hear this person's dating this person? That is going to be shared instantly. So so what's the number? Um, I'm going to put myself at like a six because in, when it's a trivial secret, it's being shared. When it's a serious secret, it is, I'm, I'm really good at it. Right, okay. Fair number. Fair yeah. number. Um, uh, a pet peeve of yours. Mm, when people call their SUVs trucks. <laughs> 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 like it's not, it's not a, a Chevy Tahoe is not a truck. It's an SUV. Ooh, agreed. Yeah. Uh, number 10, best or worst haircut ever. Oh boy. Yeah. One time I cut myself bangs. So that's, but that happened. Every girl really does that. You cut yourself bangs. Yeah. I did it. Okay. And then another time I went and got it done like five years later thinking maybe it'd be better. No, neither way. Bangs, not good. Um, And like short hair on me is just, mm -mm, it needs to be long. Okay. No bangs, no short hair. Bangs, nothing short, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Number 11. uh, If you had a yacht, what would you call it? Oh my god! Uh, That's a weird name. But. This is the one that gets everyone. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> my first thought was the show Below Deck because I love that show, and so I would call it like Bravo because Below Deck is on Bravo, oh. and that would okay. probably be the name of my yacht, or it'd be like My Sienna because that's one of the names of the yachts they're on, and oh. I would just copy it. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. I think that's going to be a consistent thing. <laughs> Number 12, on a scale of 1 to 10, how cool are you? How cool? Yeah, how cool. cool are you? Okay, 10. Like, that's not even... Wow. All right. Just, no problem. No, I have no... I like how she said 10 and then she said, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think that immediately Fresh drops you down to a nine. No, eight and a half. One no, time half. I, like, quoted a TikTok quote that was, like, slightly a little bit not relevant anymore. And my students were like, oh, that was not good. <laughs> and I was like, dang it, guys. Dang it. That dropped me. Okay, eight. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, number 13. Uh, what is on your plate if you had one meal? left to eat chili's chocolate molten lava cake whoa very confident and let me tell you i tell all my students about it probably weekly and one time i had a student come back email me miss johnson i'm at chili's right now and the cake is not good and i that was what i didn't need to hear i would have failed that student instantly. yeah honestly i was like how dare you say that but I'm a fan of the molten lava cake. Thank you. And you know what? It's my birthday. And so I, go, I just got a text today saying free free chocolate cake or free dessert for your birthday week. And I was like, bazinga. Listeners, if you're around Chili's this week, uh, <laughs> Miss Johnson might be around. Yeah, you might see me. <laughs> um, number 14. Now we've gone, we're moving into the would you rather portion. Ooh, all right. Number 14. Would you rather dine alone or watch a movie alone? I hate movies, so I'd wa- rather dine alone because I like eating alone because I eat the same things every single day. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 15. Uh, would you rather hit a red light for the rest of your life every time you come to an intersection or always get slow internet access after the sun goes down? Let me let you know. I already have slow internet access at my house. It is the worst. I hate it every single second of it. But I also drive a stick shift, and so red lights are annoying because, you know, you got to drop all the way back down, you're neutral, all that. So probably slow internet because I'm already living with it. I don't really care that much about internet either. Fair enough. Uh, Number 16, would you rather win the lottery or live twice as long and in great health? Twice as long and great health. Mm -hmm. Mm. And number 17, would you rather be an Olympic gold medalist or a Nobel Peace Prize winner? Olympic gold medalist, no doubt. No doubt in my mind, no Olympic doubt. gold medalist. Doesn't care about the world, no. just wants to win the medal. Yeah, yeah that's right. 100%. Whoa, any event in particular? Well, right now, like the uh, like snowboarding half pipe is on my mind just because it's winter games. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, you know, in summer games, probably like something ridiculous. So like maybe ping pong or something. Javelin. Javelin is very hard, not ridiculous at all, or honestly, probably pole vault. There you go. Or like okay, realistically, yeah. probably pole vault, but makes more sense. you know, for other ones to be fun, but pole vault. Number eighteen. Would you rather be four foot five inches tall or seven foot seven inches tall? Four foot five, because I feel like that's not the craziest as a girl. Like it. I mean, you're still short. Like, but seven foot seven as a girl would be. Pretty crazy. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, would you rather babysit an uncontrollable crying baby for an entire day? I have, okay. Or have an unwanted house guest stay with you for an entire week? Oh, baby, for sure. Oh, wow. Yeah. No question about Does not it. like unwanted house guests. <laughs> I like my routine. They would probably ruin my routine. Well, same with the crying baby, but I mean. It's a... No, I could give up one day, not a week. <laughs> Last question, number 20. Okay. Can you tell me a secret? Well, it depends on the severity of the secret. Um, so let's, this is not a, mm, let me think. What is a f- severe secret? I'm not going to tell you that. <laughs> um, She's a six on the scale. Yeah, I, I know. Mm. <laughs> I really don't have anything good. I wish I did have some juicy gossip. Okay. Um, Dang. Well, but she'd be willing. Okay. I, thought, I thought she was going to be the first one to, to actually give us a secret. Yeah. No. yeah mm, a secret is that I posted a picture on my Snapchat story yesterday saying that I benched 95 pounds, but I really only benched 85 pounds. <gasps> oh. How dare you? I know. Wow. I did. I posted a picture of it saying, look, at, like uh, making fun of myself because that's like no weight anyway. But I literally didn't even hit that weight. Okay. Yeah. The Thank secret. you for the secret. The yeah. truth is out. Yeah, the that's the very first secret on the podcast that has ever been told. Well, Everybody else is a vault. So thank you. You, you are welcome, listeners. <laughs> you made it through 20 questions. You made it through everything. It was so fun talking to you and getting to catch up with you. And um, 
Yeah, we had a great time. Yeah, Katie. we appreciate your stories, appreciate you sharing and uh, and your perspective. Uh, so it's so great to, to be able to kind of talk with you. And again, just to learn a little bit more about you. I know we work together, but uh, yeah, it, it was a real pleasure. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm honestly honored that I'm like even was even asked to be a part of this. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad that you said yes. Mm-hmm. Um, all the listeners out there, stay safe. Have a great weekend. Uh, be sure to grab Life by the Horns. Stay classy, too.